Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning into the IME Podcast. My name is Dominic Kilworth, athlete, personal trainer, business owner, and personal development enthusiast. I'm joined alongside with Jackson Tippett, who is also a personal trainer, influencer, and fitness model. Together, we are your host of this podcast, where with each episode, we'll bring you an inspiring message or person to help you live your best life. Thank you for spending some time with us today. Now, let's get into it. Hello, hello, Another episode on the IME podcast, and I've got one of my favorite guests back on board, Olivia, the sleep expert. But this time, we're not talking about sleep. We're actually going to talk about body image, um, something that's so relatable with probably everyone that's going to touch in and listen to this. Um, we're going to talk about, yeah, overcoming body image and how important it is and some of the tips and um, things that we, um, myself and Olivia, have gone through over the years and hopefully give you some insight and hopefully help you with anything that you're struggling with. So welcome aboard. Thank you so much, Jackson. I am so excited to share this. I feel, <laughs> uh, you know, I get, I get asked on sleep so much, of course, which I love to share, but, you know, my own, uh, in my own personal life, if the, my greatest challenge has definitely been, um, you know, mental health challenges, you know, like, and particularly with anorexia and it's now that I'm in a much greater place and I've really come a long way um, I know that a lot of my experience can be used for the for the benefit of others and I'm just really excited to share that knowledge and insight and make other people who are going through that journey their path a little easier so I'm really excited to be here and um, you know I know that we were chatting before around you know you've had your own challenges as well you know so I feel that this is going to be super super valuable and I'm really excited to to share yeah absolutely um I think it's it's a very touchy subject and you know there's a lot of people that obviously don't want to talk about it and mm -hmm. it's funny that you've only just started to open up about it and overcome these issues and I think it's so amazing like um, I think we should talk about it more because a lot of people don't talk about it because they think they're going to get, you know, like people talk about, you know, them in the way that they, they don't want it, but it's actually the opposite. Like as soon as I saw you put up some stories that, you, you know, you've, you've actually put on a bit of weight and it's the healthiest you've been and you're just having balance with food and that, it actually made me smile so much. Um, and I was like, fuck, we have to talk about this on a podcast because there's so many people out there right now, I can guarantee you that are looking up to other people on social media, looking up to celebrities, whoever it is, and they're not happy with their own body. And then, you know, they're either going into um, excessive amounts of exercise or eating disorders to try to look like they're, um, they're idle. So let's kick it off. How, how did you actually start out by, I don't know, like, worrying about your body image and like was it under eating was it over exercising maybe let's go back in time and you tell the audience a little bit about your how, how it all started yeah sure um I feel that for me it started quite young so I'm 32 now and I was at the age of 14 I developed bulimia 
and wow. then yeah so and that, and that to be honest you know it's been quite prevalent in my life like since the age of 14 so for over half my life and you know that's a that's a long time you know um it's been you know to varying degrees sometimes better sometimes worse but it's been an issue you know since since then really um what brought it on at the age of 14 I was I was super super depressed um you know this is around the same time that I tried to take my own life and I think I was just really struggling to find to something to be happy about or something to be excited about and I remember that one of my best girlfriends, she was bulimic at the time. And I think I was just also looking for a bit of like connection to other people. And for some reason, I, 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 I feel that that had a great influence on me. And I was like this way of like strange, like bonding to her or something. I don't know. But basically it was partially that, but then also partially, um, you know, in my deep, deep depression, I remember that, um, you know, binging, gave me something to look forward to like it's like not my days were so bleak so dark so just I didn't care I, I wasn't excited about anything I didn't have things to look forward to but if I knew that I could after school every day I could go home and you know feast on food and you know eat everything and then you know not have any you know I say this in inverted inverted commas, not have any consequences, then I was like, okay, this is good. You know, I can like go home and like, you know, eat all this food. They can try to be excited about, but then like, I don't have to worry that it's not going, that I'm going to get like, you know, super fat or anything. Right. Yeah. Um, wow. So that continued. Yeah. So that continued for a few years. And then, um, and then it turned into anorexia at the age of 16. Um, I remember very, very distinctly, what was going through my head at that time um I remember being really really still really really unhappy and my parents were getting divorced and what happened was that they were leaning on me for a lot of support even though I did not have the I was I was having my own challenges at the time and you know was not in a place to support others but you know, they were just, you know, like it's a hard time, you know, parents are still humans as well. And yeah. so, you know, they leaned on me for support. And the thing is, it's just, it literally just was way too overwhelming for me. And I remembered very distinctly thinking, if I, if I look really, really skinny, then they'll know that I'm not okay. Then they'll, not, then they'll stop telling me. And I had this like vision in, in my head of like this, like super, super, like, you know, fragile, like, looks like oh god there's some bells in the background <laughs> sorry just just a few bells you know yeah. I I can... <laughs> what is going on <laughs> yeah sorry that no that's all better. good <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so I remember I remember thinking you know if if my parents can see that like I'm really really skinny then then they'll look after me and then then they'll stop talking about their problems and so it was a very clear it wasn't that I wanted to be like you know skinny like attractive it's like I actually wanted wanted to be emaciated like there was a very clear intention there 
Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good at manifesting what my intentions are. So, you know, I think within about six months, I lost like 25% of my body weight and it was insane. You know, I went from being like, you know, not like, yeah, just, just a, a healthier size to a not so healthy size. And then I went into hospital because I was seeing a psychologist at the time. And then she'd seen me, she'd seen me, my body deteriorate. And then just one day she's like, oh, how much do you weigh? And I told her, and she was like, she's like, I think you need to go to hospital now. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm fine. And she's like, no, no, no. Like I'm worried that your heart's going to stop beating anytime. And I was just like, mm, I don't think so. And then she's like, she's like, no, no, you like, <laughs> it's not really giving her a choice. Like this is a life-threatening, potentially life-threatening condition for you right now. So you need to go to hospital. And I was like, okay. So I went to hospital and got put into an inpatient unit for six weeks, which was interesting because, and I can, so I was in the public system. I didn't have private health, health insurance. And I respect what I respect, why they need to do this. But basically the public health system in Australia for eating disorders is that, you know, you go in an, an eating disorder ward and their main objective is just to get you to put on weight because it's not about the psychology, although that, yes, they need to, you know, improve your psychology. Their primary focus is get you to gain weight because if you don't gain weight fast enough, there's another girl or another guy on, on that's not going to be able to have a bed and they're going to die on the outside. And so I respect that it was all about, you know, just putting on weight. But the thing is that it never addressed, you know, not, not to the extent that I needed to, you know, addressing the psychological issues that drove me to, you know, to that state. Um, but very fortunately after that time, I, was one of the first people accepted into a um, public health care, public health program run by the Butterfly Foundation. It was called the Butterfly House. So Butterfly Foundation is probably the leading um, eating disorders uh, found, uh, charity in in Australia, and they just opened a house which was an outpatient unit. So I could go there because I wasn't at school at the time because I'd, it was in year 12 and I was too sick to continue my studies. And so really fortunately um, I had a place there and I stayed there for three months as an outpatient, went there, you know, four days a week, nine to three or something. And that was when everything changed because I got the support I needed. I was in like, you know, therapy, group therapy, art therapy, music therapy, you know, we, all, we ate meals together, you know, there was other girls there that were going through the same. So it was a very, very, you know, I had a great psychologist, I would say, you know, every day or every second day or something. Um, and that was transformational. And that really sent me on my way and really like got me to, um, you know, to a place where I was living really abundantly. I was healthy. I was eating well. And yeah, that was like super, super beautiful. And I'm forever grateful for that team. They really helped me. Um, but, you know, I in, just want to yeah, yeah. touch Sorry. back. I know. Um, There's so much. <laughs> no, you're good. I just want to touch base back quickly on, you said you were, um, you started with bulimia and then yeah. it was anorexia after that. Um, yeah. Just for the listeners listening, what is the difference between the two? Uh, so, so it's interesting because usually people think people with anorexia don't eat and then people with anorexia just, so bulimia, they binge on food and then they throw it up. 
So it's actually, which is in part true, but there's actually two types of anorexia. There's, there's the types that they just don't eat, but that wasn't me. I was actually the type that I, I binged and then I threw up. And so the difference between that type of anorexia and bulimia is really the, um, it's like the, the physiological symptoms is that you like are having, you've lost like 25% of your body weight. That's really the only distinction. So which, like obviously you've suffered both, which Mm. was worse mentally and psychologically or they were both the same? Mm. Mm, It's hard to say. I think because I was only really like, like properly bulimic for those few years, whereas I've I've danced with anorexia more throughout my adulthood, and so I'd probably say for me it was a, like for me it was a greater struggle with um, anorexia, but I don't think either are fun. <laughs> yeah, um, I just want to like I obviously you don't have to answer if you don't want, but I I like going raw with the podcast. Um, yeah, when you were bulimic, what? What would go, so you you would basically have a massive binge and then Mm -hmm. what would go through your head before you uh, like re-vomited that food back up? Like what was actually going through your head? Uh, It's, um, so it's, it's almost like you go into this, into another realm. And I know anyone with an eating disorder, anyone who was, who was ever binge purged would relate to this. It's like, you are possessed. You are not yourself. You are literally an entire, like when you're eating this food, you go into this, like just this other world because most, well, at least for me, and I think for most people, most of them know that this is like me having my binge period and I know I'm going to throw it up. So it's like, it's like you're doing, you're, you know that you're doing really harmful things and it's like you just want to hide away from the world and like pretend it's not happening, but then, it is happening and so you're so you're deeply deeply ashamed by it and you're deeply like you know you, you can't see anyone you can't have anyone like see you or because they might you know like comment or maybe like stop you from then purging and then that would just be you know the worst the worst situation in the world um so you know exactly what was going through my head like it was just like it was just this just this absolute mania of literally trying to eat as much as much like like as much food as I could as I could and like there's different there's also different types of bulimia there's some people that just like eat like a normal amount and then throw that up for me it was like crazy like I would literally plan out my binges like I would go to the supermarket and buy like I kid you not like like a packet of Tim Tams and like a packet of like donuts and then a bag of chips and then like an entire thing of ice cream and then like two blocks of chocolate and I like I ate it all and then I would throw it up. And this is, it was insane. Like, and it like, I would literally be eating nonstop for about like, I don't know, an hour, two hours. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. So um, when, when you had that massive binge, do you like, do you, is it kind of like you don't eat all day and then it's just a binge for an hour? And is this something you do every day or is it like once a week? So I think every, for me personally, um, when I was sort of, it, it, it varied, but at its worst, I was doing it two or three times a day. Wow. It was, it was, yeah, that was, 
that was when that was I think just before my suicide attempt because I was just like all I'm doing is like spending my days eating throwing up eating throwing up like it's just torture um but I think most of the time it was more like once a day and I'd eat pretty sparingly outside of that yeah that's crazy that's um it's actually Mm. mind-blowing hey so Mm. besides going to rehab like was that the main thing that helped you spiral out of this or was there there other other tips and things that you could um, share with the audience that really helped you overcome this? Mm -mm -mm. Well, I think when I was 17, that's what helped me. But I think it's really important to note that, you know, I'm 32 now and I wouldn't say that I'm 100% recovered. And actually, like, I've been suffering really, really badly, especially since, like, between like things were like okay in like early 20s like after I after I got out of that treatment program I sort of I went quite well for probably between like 17 until about well sorry 18 until about 24 but then I I think I was in a relationship that I didn't really want to be in and I felt quite I didn't know like where to go I was feeling really lost in myself I was uncertain what I was doing with my work I was just a bit you know like when you're going through your 20s and you're just like you're just not not sure about yourself and you your identity and all of these things anyway so then um I remember that I there was a period where I went from being you know relatively healthy and then like you know a year later and this was about 24 20 24 I'd lost like a significant amount of, of weight again. And um, that sort of never really resolved. And even though through my later 20s, I might've been a bit bigger, I always remember being so obsessed with looking a certain way. It's like, if I was like, if I was like, it was usually like being super, super toned and super, super lean. And, you know, then sometimes I'd put on like, wait, I don't know, maybe I'm just, I don't know, busy working and don't notice how much I'm eating. And then like, I'd be super obsessed with like building like a booty at the gym. And it was always just such an overwhelming pressure to look a certain way. And that's really continued all the way up to, you know, just recently where I've done like, I I sort of started my like, I kind of, I guess it's like, you know, my healing 2.0 um that really started in January 2021 when I knew that things were really bad for me mentally and if I didn't if I didn't get help that I was gonna take my life like I and that was that I I knew that for a fact and I was just like all right looks like it's time to get some therapy again (laughs) so um I reached out to a therapist and started working with him who is based in the US and I'm happy to share his um you know details with privately with anyone who is interested um he was phenomenal and so that was really helpful um at the start other than that though you know it's been I my last sort of year and a half has been really focused on on healing and you know outside of work with um, him as a therapist, um, I, I really believe that acupuncture has been incredibly powerful for me 
And how, how I did it was I'd do these sessions with him, which were like three hours long. I'd uncover so much like, you know, like trauma. And, you know, after a big therapy session, you're exhausted. And then I would literally immediately after I would go and I'd go and have these acupuncture sessions. And it was like this, like this stagnant energy, this like dead energy was literally just lifted off my body. And so I feel like that was so, so healing for me. Um, outside of that, I recently did an ayahuasca retreat and that again was super, super healing, just really bringing me back into, into like pure love and pure light and just being, you know, being loving towards myself. Um, and then I also have been using some, uh, medicinal mushrooms or magic mushrooms and they've been really helpful to get my appetite back and, um just I think again just just embrace this more like kinder loving side of myself um outside of are you there hello hello Hey guys, sorry, we just had a little cut out in our podcast, but we are back. Um, Olivia is just going to share the rest of her tips on how she's kind of overcome the bulimia and anorexia issues. Thank you, Jackson. That <laughs> was my tech. That was just my tech savvy uh, error there, but I'm glad to be back. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think I think I think we were sharing, you know, the key key things that have helped me recover, and I mentioned, you know, seeing this therapist. Um, was super powerful. Seeing, having an acupuncturist was super, super powerful directly after those sessions. Um, doing my ayahuasca retreat, which I did this year. Um, taking medicinal mushrooms, also really helpful. Um, I will note that there are two other coaches that I have worked for, worked with, who have been absolutely transformational. One is Tom Cronin. The other one is Carlo Sorello. Um, I've been working with these two guys ongoing, whereas my other therapist, I worked with him for a really like intense period. And then, um, uh, basically he like uncovered all of the deep childhood stuff. And I feel like I've shifted that now and I don't need that kind of level of, you know, therapy. And now my other coaches, Tom and Carlo, I That's just, so crazy. Um, I have to stop you. I know Carlo yeah, very well. <laughs> Get out of I'm town. Actually, doing a podcast. Yeah, he's a legend. <laughs> um, Proper legend. So we'll have to plug Carlo there. Everyone go listen to oh. his um, his stuff. He's awesome. But keep going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's he's going to love this love this episode. <laughs> oh, funny. Um, yeah. So Tom and Carlo, I still see them ongoing, just because I see them as like my life coaches. And, um, you know, whenever I've got an, an issue, it's just I go to them and I've got, um, you know, a bit of guidance. Outside of that, um, there is certain pages on Instagram that have actually been really helpful. One is um, by a girl called Laura Morell um, and her page is Laura Morell Wellness. And there's also another page called It's Ryan Nicole, another girl, It's Ryan Nicole. And another page called No Food Rules. Now, all of these, all of these pages, it's just have been so helpful for me. You know, when you're on Instagram, and just to like, just give you a bit of perspective. You know, just like lighthearted. Um, 
outside of that, I feel that, you know, that overall what's, what's kind of been most pivotal is that, you know, I, I look at back, I look back at when things were really, really bad, like, you know, let's say January, 2021. And I feel at the time, if I had a problem, I didn't know who to go to. Like I didn't have this, this support network around me. And now I look at, not only do I have my coaches and my therapists, you know, I've got my therapist. If things got really bad, I could go to him. His name's Jeff. And then if I, if things like, I just need a bit of life guidance, then I go to Tom or Carlo. But then I've also got, you know, amazing best friends who, including uh, a guy, a guy, Vic and my girlfriend, Lara. And, you know, having this, having these people around me who just love me unconditionally and want the best for me and, you know, are just so healing and nurturing and listen. And it's just been, you know, like they say, you know, support is key. And it's just, I really agree with that. Um, so that's been incredibly powerful. And In terms of the eating aspect, um, hmm. how have you... Like, so I've suffered this myself where I'm just, I'm so strict with my food. Um, you know, I'm, I just, I don't eat anything outside of what is, you know, classed as fatty or anything. Like, how have you kind of adjusted? And I'm not saying you're eating, you know, everything and inside, but how have you adjusted into eating stuff like bread and a little bit of cheese and stuff that you never would have used to eat? and incorporate it in and not actually feel guilty for it? I can answer that with one word, Italy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, <laughs> no, but like, so honestly, you, like, is there something yeah, yeah. that no, no, helped sure. you? For sure, for sure. I think, um, <clears throat> I think, I think, I, I think to be honest, it's just I suffered for so long and it got to a point where I was just like, I was asking myself on you know almost like a daily basis is it's like you know is not having these foods and you know choosing something lean and choosing something super clean is that actually going to make me happy and I think it's just gotten to a point where I started to question all of the beliefs around that that the eating disorder held like that you know are you you like like just 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 to give you a perspective these are some of like the rules that i had it was like you shouldn't eat um until you were absolutely exhausted and you've done everything all day then you then you should eat at the, the end of the day but then another rule was that i should eat small meals throughout the day so i don't i don't just binge at the end of the day even though it wasn't a binge but it was still like you know eating all of my food at once but then also i should um eat like lots of vegetables to be super lean but then also I should have like medium amounts of like protein and um you know some healthy fats to balance out so then my hair and skin looks good but then also I should eat like I should try and eat socially but then also I should not eat too much when I'm in a social situation because otherwise I'm not going to have an appetite for the next social situation I have. Like there were all these conflicting rules 
Wow. Like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> That's I so funny. I, I legit had like the same kind of rules. It's, it's crazy right? how we think. <laughs> right? No, it was just, it drove me crazy. And it just got to a point where I was just like so exhausted by the rules that I was just like, there has to be another way. I, I can't, I can't, because I, I, because following one rule meant that I wasn't following the other. So I was always losing. There was no, it was a, it was a no win situation. And I so was it mentioned that was it more like taking um like secluding yourself from as I said all of these type of foods or was it more over exercising to say like eat a little bit more or was it a bit of both in your in your eyes um, so like for example I'm going to give an example so like when I was very very I would. Hmm. I would eat like say something with mum and dad that wasn't wasn't even bad, but it was just a little bit different to what I would usually eat. And then I would feel so crazy and guilt that I would literally go to the gym and have myself on the stairmaster for an hour. And that's how I was for years. I would just belt myself and basically punish myself. Was that like you or not necessarily? Yeah, to a certain in case, in sometimes, yeah, definitely. Um, I think that overall, it's it's interesting because my, like, I, I, I don't feel like I've been really typical anorexic. Like, most of them have these, like, really, like, regimented, like, can only eat it this time and can only eat these certain foods. But actually, like, it's just that I wasn't eating enough food. But, like, I would happily go out for dinner and have, like, a meal with whatever because one of my, my main principles, and this always, like, stood by me is that like, you know, food is to be shared and enjoyed. And so although it was torturing me, I still, I still, I think in my head, it was like, oh, if I deprive myself all day, then I can like enjoy at the end of the day. And yeah, it's like, gives me something to look forward to kind of like the same mindset when I was like binging, when I was like 14, you know, I'd like look forward to my big meal. And when in, when I was having that, like, you know, bigger meal, like I would literally go out for dinner and people, I would be with people and they're like, oh, like you do eat, but it's like, yeah, I do eat. But the thing is that I might have that one meal, but it's interesting because I remember, you know, people would be like, you do eat, but they didn't actually see that really, I would never really eat that much. Or maybe they did see and they didn't, they didn't know about it. But the thing is, you know, and like I was, I was, uh, you know, like quite sneaky about it. Like, you know, I just, I just, I just nurse, you know, my one piece of, I don't know, like one plate, but I'd nurse it for like for so long. People like, oh no, you're eating. And it's just like, am I really like, or have I just, you know, taken this amount of food and, you know, I've been taking tiny bites or, you know, I've been like, you know, distracted by, you know, drinking or distracted by, you know, other things. And, you know, it's like, I, in terms of like, you know, overcompensating and, you know, having these really rigid rules, my rules were more so like, you can't, like all of those rules that I mentioned before, but then also like, you can't leave a meal satisfied. You can't ever be full. That was like a big rule, which was like torture because then I was always just hungry all the time, but like, but then the thing is that it drove me to have such anxiety because, um, you know, this thing, this theory of like, I had to always be hungry, like on a physiological need, especially like, you know, 
you've seen pictures of, of what I was like, I was about to like blow over in the wind, you know, like, like severely, severely underway. But I had this like, this like torture chamber in my head that was like, no, 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 you, you cannot eat, you cannot satisfy yourself. And so this drove me to such anxiety because I could feel that I was like, you know, physiologically like starving, but it was just like, I just can't go and eat. And so I drove myself mentally crazy trying to do all these other activities just to distract my head and to try and make me you know, like, like happy and distract me because all I wanted to do was eat, but all I couldn't do was eat. And so yeah. until the end of the day, when I tortured myself all, all day and then, oh, then, okay, you've been, you've like just deprived yourself all day. Okay, cool. Now you can enjoy yeah, that's so crazy what goes through our heads. <laughs> but spiraling Insane. out of that, because obviously you're on the, you're on the, you know, you're, you've kind of overcome it now and you're implementing yeah. different foods and all of that. Do you want to yeah. tell the audience like how much, how do you feel? Like how do you feel differently now that you've kind of just let go a bit and you, you're actually more relaxed and you're just enjoying balance as opposed to being so, so strict? I, I honestly feel amazing. Like, I feel like a new, new, new human, um, you know, and it's only when I actually really dive into how much pain and how much control, like how much these thoughts were like ruining my life. And now I'm just able to be like, not controlled by them. And I have, you know, like they, these thoughts do come, but now I'm in a position where I'm just like, that is a stupid idea. It's like, I'm hungry. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go and find food. Like, it's not like I'm hungry. Okay. I'm going to go and distract myself for, for the next 10 hours. So I don't eat like, and, and if I have that thought, it's just like, why would I do that? Like, that's not, that, that doesn't work. And so now it's just, I just feel this like sense of just love and light and like, like abundance in me because I just feel free from this, from this thing that trapped me for like, you know, years and years and years and years. And it's been particularly bad in the past, you know, the probably since 2019, it's been particularly bad. And so it's, you know, like just to be able to like, like wake up in the morning and not feel, okay, I need to like go, I need to go for like a 10 kilometer run. Then I need to go to the gym for like two hours. Then I need to do like, you know, eight hours of work and then I can have, you know, like, like one, one meal at the end of the day, you know, not, not to feel like I have this, this torture chamber ahead of me, which was every single day. It's now I'm just like, you know, I, I wake up some mornings and I'm just like, all right, cool. I'm going to sit and, you know, do a podcast or I'm going to sit and I don't know, like, yeah, m most of the time I was going to say read a book, but to be honest, most of the time it's just doing my work because I love it. But, um, but the takeaway yeah, yeah, from that is you actually look better too. And I said that to you on the right? phone yesterday is you are more relaxed. You're eating foods you enjoy, but like, it's not as if you've blown out. Like a lot of people yeah. with anorexia in their mind think it's, it's not like that. You just actually look healthier. So it's like, mm. it's a win-win. And that's what I want to get out of this podcast is people that are maybe, you know, suffering eating disorders and that like, having a little bit of this food or eating a little bit of that or not belting yourself with exercise, like, you know, in reason, it's actually going to probably benefit you more than hurt you. So 
oh, it's it's so it's so good you know that your life life is to be enjoyed and I think for me it was this is also what what got to me it was just like I'd, I'd suffered for so long I was just like I'm so over these rules I'm so over being hungry all the time I'm so over being like this I just want to enjoy my life you know I'd see other people like you know able to just just enjoy and I was just like fuck when is my turn for this you know yeah. and I feel like you know the the you know like everyone wants a good life and you know we're doing all these things to you know try and get a good life you know we, we work at this job we you know we live in this house we do these activities on the weekend actually the best life that we have like that we can have for ourselves is a life that we love ourselves and we treat ourselves with kindness and compassion and care and respect and you know just love like that's when we have a good life when we treat ourselves well and eating disorders and following that mindset that you know you have to look a certain way to be loved or you know to have a good life or you have to you know eat certain things or whatever the whatever your crazy rules are there's always a condition it's like you your life will be better when condition xyz but the thing is that there's all if you believe that there's always going to be another condition and then so you yeah. forever stay trapped and then that's, i absolutely love spirals. that yeah like, they're, they're very powerful words um you know they they honestly are i um what I want to do is I want to obviously get some feedback on this podcast and obviously mm. I think it'll help a lot of people. And then what I think we do is we come back and we do like a segment two and maybe get like the, the listeners to um, maybe ask more in-depth questions um, and we kind of go over them because it's, it's stuff that we can honestly, like we, we really just touched the, the surface of bulimia and anorexia like we could go into the the mental health issues and all of that a lot more, but I think it's it's good to just wrap it up there. And then what we we'll do is we wait for the feedback, and then we'll we'll dive in even harder. Um, it's been absolutely amazing having you on. Like it's it's so good to see you, you know, overcoming this um, as it's something that a lot of people struggle with, but they never talk about in this world. And I hope you know someone out there listening right now can honestly relate to you. And maybe just as of tomorrow, even add, you know, some foods in that they, they've always feared or whatever it may be, you know, maybe enjoy some time with their family because life's too mm -hmm. short. And um, yeah, like life's too short to just, as you said, not enjoy any part of your day and absolutely kill yourself for no reason. So thank you so much for coming on. I want to let you, if there's anything else you want to say to the audience or, yeah any any advice i know you've given advice or any tips or any messages please share it oh thank you so much jackson i i completely agree i would love to um have a have a part two and have you know listener questions that would be so beautiful um i think you know final final notes for me you know this is this is something that i have been challenged by you know significantly challenged by for over half my life and that's probably over you know 15 years and so if anyone wants to reach out to me like on instagram or by email and like share 
you know, like share their challenges or share, you know, ask questions about my, how I've overcome these things. I am so happy to help because, you know, this is, this has been somewhat like almost like a lifelong battle for me, you know? And so I really want to use my experience to help people. I really, really do. And if that's you, then please reach out and like, I'll help you as much as I can. Um, I think outside of that, you know, I think the, I think, yeah, like the things that we just touched on, you know, that eating disorders are always around. You will be, you will have a good life when X, Y, and Z. And if you believe that, you will never win. There has to be another way. And there is another way. And that's by getting rid of that conditionality and just saying your life can be good now if you make the right decisions and if you get the right support. Um, I love it. So yeah, I think. Oh, thanks, Jackson. It's, uh, and it's uh, such Olivia a pleasure to share this with you. Is speaking truth. So yeah, for anyone listening, like you know, go check out Olivia. She actually put a picture up um, on her post um, of before and kind of after. And yeah, it's just one person that's you know overcoming it. And yeah, I highly recommend you go check out her page. Send her a message. Um, ask for her advice. You know, I'll leave her description um, when I release this podcast and vice versa. If you want to message me and ask for any help, um, just reach out because we're both here to help. And yeah, I hope this podcast gave a bit of spark to someone's life. Couldn't agree more. I can't can't (laughs) wait for round two. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for coming on, Olivia. Um, Do you actually just want to leave your IG handle and where, where you're best to be found, even though we did that last yeah. time, but it could be new mm-hmm. listeners. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So I on Instagram, I'm Olivia Arizolo, which is O-L-I-V-I-A-A-R-E-Z-Z-O-L-O. Or if you type in sleep expert, I'm usually the first one that pops up. Um, that's probably the best place to find me. And then, um, you know, you can send me a DM or that you can also... Um, uh, email me through that one through that through that through Instagram as well so that's a great place to start and I think that's also really going to be really helpful for you know anyone who is like touched by this podcast to actually go to my Instagram and see the photos and see the transformation because you've heard it but now it's like all right like actually see see the difference and it's funny because exactly as you're saying before, Jackson, like you were looking at me and you're like, you look good. Like I'm looking at my body and I'm like, yeah, go Olivia. <laughs> you're like, and, why did I do this years ago? <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah, I'm looking hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, go go show some support on our post because that's that's what we need, a little bit more support in this world. Uh, we, we all need support and it's all just about supporting each other and um yeah I love it so um that's probably the best direct that's the best place to to um to connect with me and I'm really I'd be really, I'd love to hear from anyone who has listened to this and you know hear your feedback and I just hope that you like me make the decision to live a full free life one of abundance one of love and light which is exactly what you deserve and you accept the support that is available to you should you choose to reach for it. 
lovely words. Thank you so much for everyone listening. And um, that is another episode on the IME podcast. Thanks, Jeff.